This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My guest tonight is an actor whose career is synonymous with excellence. Please welcome to A Late Show, Meryl Streep. Hello, Meryl. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. Great to see you. Now, I I like to ask all my guests this right now, given where we are with, with the COVID and the lockdowns, where in the world are we finding you? Are you home right now? I'm home, and you can hear the heat coming on uh, in the Berkshires. It's um, I'm shooting a film in Boston, so I'm commuting. Oh, that's nice. Kind of back and forth. Yeah. Uh, are we? Am I allowed to know uh, what this film is or what you're doing in it? I'm always excited yeah, for the next it's, one. Yeah, it's it's called uh, Don't Look Up, and it's about um, a, a global catastrophe, but it's sort of funny, like um, Doctor Strange Love for 2020 about global warming. A metaphor for that um, and yeah it's a big big starry cast and lots of fun people and 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 who do you who do you play oh, well i play the president of the United <laughs> oh perfect perfect so in the strange love model you're you're you're, you're president merck mufflin <laughs> yes yes indeed except i have a chief of staff who's my son and that's jonah hill and we had our first uh, we had our first scene uh, on Friday, and I was so bad. I realized I came what? out of the. Well, I was just. I've been in this, you know, quarantine because they have to be very careful, and I'm I'm totally alone. And my first scene was uh, entering a stadium full of. 20,000 people as the president, my big face on the jumbotron in front of me. And I just like completely lost it. I couldn't remember anything. I was so sick, but I'm sure it'll be fine in the, in the edit. Well, <laughs> it's amazing. That's where the real movie making happens. That's where the real <laughs> acting takes place is in the edit. They've certainly That's made right. me better over the, over the years. What's it like to shoot a movie? That sounds remarkably normal. Does it feel normal uh, to do? Not at all, no. First of all, there weren't 20,000 people, obviously. There were, I don't know how many, but they dupli- they'll duplicate them. And they were extras all around the, the stadium. Lonely people separated by 20 feet of air, wearing masks and, and visors that are clear. So they're meant to have a big huzzah, you know, make a big noise. But it sounds like... And the whole thing's so eerie and odd and 
disconcerting. And, and we all have, of course, masks. At the last minute, you take everything off. And the lipstick is all <laughs> up here. And You got the nice ring and I sweat. Yeah, nice ring. That's nice. It's all... The illusion oh. is so easy to maintain. Anyway, it was, it was hilarious. And, and they are all great, but um, God, well, I have to pull myself together for Monday. Well, this for holiday season, you've been kind enough to, uh, to gift your fans with two movies shot before COVID. So we yeah. were able to shoot this without any masks. The, uh, I want to I talk about them, but the, the first is Let Them All Talk, which I watched this weekend and I really enjoyed. Um, oh, you shot this a Steven Soderbergh movie with a great cast, uh, Diane Weist and, and Candace Bergen and Gemma Chan and Lucas Hedges. And Lucas Hedges. Yeah. Just just fantastic. But um, it takes place on the is it the Queen Mary, too? It's the Queen Mary. Yeah. Have you have you uh, cruised before? Because it actually actually even now it made cruising look attractive. Well, it it. It couldn't get much more attractive than on that particular ship. It's pretty spectacular. Um, but yeah, we went, I guess it was last August, uh, I mean, before the quarantine, before the COVID thing. And um, we crossed for, I guess it's seven or eight days and made the whole movie pretty much then. There were two or three scenes in England and once we'd landed, but the added thing was that Deborah Eisenberg, the great novelist, sure. and Stephen had outlined an, uh, an idea. And each scene, each day, had the outlines of an idea, but no script. So we made it up as we went along. So how would, how would that, they do it? Would they like hand you your intention or something? How, like, how, how, how do you know where you're going? Well, you, you have where you're supposed to end up, the... the sort of result that needs to happen at the end of the scene. But um, how you get there was just individually up to the, the actors that were in the scene. So it was really fun and really lively. And they're very bright, interesting, imaginative people that I was working with. So it was a kick, but it was terrifying. I, 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 I mean, was, I was wondering you know, because, you know, not a, a lot of directors, and a lot of actors use improvisation in the rehearsal process to find yeah. like the, the roots of intention yeah. and stuff like that. But had you done a yeah. whole movie that was essentially improvised like that before? No, who has? I mean, no. And certainly not. I've never made a movie in eight days either. I mean, oh, well. Incredible. And, cr I mean, and chronological, like basically what's happening for the characters is, is the order in which you shot it. Yeah. So, and it's our own clothes and, you know, so I would get up in the morning, put on my clothes and go next door and the, have the breakfast scene with Lucas Hedges, you know, sort of my pajamas and a robe that I, <laughs> I have here at home. And um, we'd have breakfast and we'd just talk about what, what we were supposed to talk about in a way, but we could veer off. He didn't care. Then he um, edited it over lunch and dinner and then we'd be exhausted and quickly read through what we were supposed to achieve the next day and then go to bed wrecked with anxiety that we wouldn't come up with anything interesting. And did he, but have, it was did, did, did he ever reject what you'd created and go like, no, 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 you got to do that differently. That's not what your character would say. <laughs> no, he never did. Wow, that's See, great. It's all in the editing, babe. 
it's all the, he knew he was going to cut it out. He thought, he's thinking click, 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 you know. I don't need that, but. Uh, Meryl, we have to take a quick break, but stick around, everybody. We'll be right back with more Meryl Streep. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. We're back with Meryl Streep. Did you like being out there in the middle of the ocean? Because this is not, this is, uh, what is it? They're very, very, actually, your character talks about this. It's not a cruise. It's a crossing, which is different. It's a crossing. Yeah, it's from New New York to Southampton. It actually sounds kind kind of attractive. Well, it is a, a, a crossing. I mean, that's a metaphor for the, the whole film and what it's sort of about. It's sort of, yes, aiming at its end. Um, so I had done it when, when I was first married. They used to, maybe they still do this. They do offer you, if you're, um, you have a film or something, if you come and show it and talk about it, they'll give you a little stateroom and... And uh, so we did that when I was first married, and it was really fun. Um, but you, but this one is um, so huge that people didn't know we were making a film. I mean, there were little signs saying a film is being made, but it's just Soderbergh with this little bitty camera. So well, of course. They, I, what was I thinking? In, in my mind, this is your set, but it's not. They've actually got regular paying customers on there, and did they? Did anyone ever go, oh, my God, it's Meryl Streep and Diane Wiest and, and Candace Bergen? Did, that, did people ever snap their head around? No, I don't think so. Um, you're not, you're not as attractive as a midnight shrimp buffet <laughs> because I know people just eat from hell to breakfast on these boats, right? Well, they eat and they gamble and they dance and um, it's pretty. But the, the greatest thing is really that, that moment in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night you go out on the mm. on the deck and you're so far from everything in fact they tell you when you first get on there's a there's a point where if anything terrible happens nobody could could really get there in time you know there's no way to land or anything <laughs> so that's sort of wow. thrilling and you have that feeling you know of people navigating by celestial navigation how I mean, I immediately, I was thinking about people making that crossing under the most horrible circumstances, you know, the slave ships and, and Benjamin Franklin going back and forth to the court of Louis, the whatever. And I, I just thought, wow. It, it, it really is awe-inspiring just to see the night sky with absolutely no ambient light. It's pretty amazing. Um, we have a clip here. Um, can, do you know what's going on in this one? Can you set it up for our audience? This is the very first. Um, this is the very first night on the ship, and where we're just getting together and setting up what everybody can expect. And they've all agreed to come. These are my college uh, roommates. They've agreed to come under 
for different reasons. And that sort of becomes apparent. Jim? Here's to picking up the conversation where we left off, <laughs> you know? And here's to maybe reconnecting the gang of three we used to be. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, okay. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Good night. Bye -bye. Thank you. Good, good night. night. Hey, Bert, you want to go have a drink later? No, I can't. You also have another film out uh, right now called The Prom, adapted from yeah. the 2018 Broadway musical. You play a woman named Dee Dee Allen, and you, you've described her uh, in an interview as, uh, for CBS, I'm going to say, a big a-hole. Oh, and that you tried yes. very hard to bring that part of me forward. How far did you have to reach for that part of you? Because <laughs> I'm afraid, I'm afraid <laughs> if I did that, I'd get out the spade and go, all right, I'm already there. It's just, <laughs> it's a little frightening to reach for that in case it's too easy. So what do you, what do you mean that she's a, what do you mean she's a big guy? Uh, well, she's, she, she's, um, someone, oh, she's very dear, you know, she's a, a diva, mm -hmm. and... She's a huge um, stage presence, for the people who don't know, she's a star a of Broadway. huge stage, but she's a big Broadway star, and she's probably past her sell-by date, and kind of suspects that that's true, and she's pulled up everything that you can pull up, and she's, you know, had the bunions cut off, and she's really tried, and everything's going. And anyway, she's it's a, in a last-ditch effort to revive her flagging career. She and her friends con contrive this um, scheme to help, in some way, uh, make a big social statement and get some good publicity for once because they're really their careers are are, are flagging. Well, um, it's, it's sort of based around a high school prom. Do you did you go to prom? Do you remember your prom? Sure. I, I went to six proms, I think. Six? Because they had, Wait a second. Six yeah, they, proms? How long were you well, in yeah, high school? They have, is that two each year okay. for a few years? Anyway, because they have the junior prom and the senior prom. Sure, sure. Everybody has to go to everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I went to I went to prom. My first prom when I was 14. Wow. And I went with a senior to the senior prom. I can't believe my father let me do this. I can't believe that either. With a big football player. So anyway, I went. I had a, a little dress that my mother had made, and it had little spaghetti straps. People don't even know what those are anymore, but sure. they are straps that are as thin as spaghetti. And I took the pictures of my parents and then I walked out to the car and I sat down in the car and both of, them, both of them popped off and I really didn't have anything to hold them up hold the stress up with without the spaghetti so mm -hmm. I spent the whole prom like you know dancing this holding the thing up with my but you know it was the first of many wardrobe malfunctions in my life we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to ask Meryl about her appearance in Obama's new book. I'm not sure if she knows. Stick around.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, everybody. We're back with Meryl Streep. Have you read, have you read the president's new book? I have not. Not yet. I'd love um, to. It's it's very good, actually. The guy the guy knows how to write, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I had the opportunity to uh, to read it uh, the last couple of weeks because I interviewed him for the show, and I just want to make you aware of something that happens. You're in this. Uh, you're on page five forty two. I'm not in this book, and I <laughs> did a lot with the president. I'm not in the damn book, but you're in the book. Wow. On page five forty two, oh. he's talking about sort of artists and entertainers and. And yeah. cultural, like the cultural um, hub that they wanted the White House to be. And one of the things he mentions yeah. is Meryl Streep leaning over to softly recite in Mandarin the lyrics to a song about clouds that she'd learned <laughs> for a part years ago. Do you remember that moment? I I do remember that moment, yes. But he got the story a little bit wrong. He said, very good writer, but he's, okay. his memory is... So let's fact check. Let's fact check the president here. <laughs> what was the reality? You weren't, it wasn't for a part? Yeah. It yeah, wasn't Mandarin? No, I, I, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was a, a poem. I had just gotten back, actually, from this trip to Beijing with a, with a cultural, it was a cultural kind of exchange thing. And I went with Yo-Yo Ma and a bunch of performers and we were to uh, be in the, the great big nest stadium with... Mm-hmm. 7,000 people, and we were going to do a concert, and Yo-Yo and I were um, going to do a, a very famous, like, fourth-century Chinese poem that everyone knows. And I was going to do it first in English and then in, in Chinese. Uh, and at the last moment, we heard that the cultural minister was coming, which was an extremely important person, and they threw us all against the walls and frisked us and, you know, because this was such an important person with her 40-person entourage and she took the whole first tier and sat down like this. And we were all terrified. And I had learned the, the poem in Mandarin and I learned, obviously, in English. And Yo-Yo would weave in his music in between. We practiced this. But in Chinese... The same word can be translated as a completely different thing. Famously, there's a story that, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but ma, ma means mama, ma, but ma means horse, and ma means hooker. Mm. 
So want to get the, you want to get those three right. You want to get it right. Before you saddle up. Before you saddle up. And so I thought, oh, my God, am I going to be saying, you know, uh, your mother eats rocks poolside, you know, or something instead of what the, the poem was. And I so was terrified that I chickened out and I said the poem in English and Yo-Yo played the music, and then I'm meant to start up into Mandarin, and I just looked at him and <laughs> smiled. <laughs> and, he, and he went cross-eyed and kind of finished up, and then we both bowed. It was really, because of his artistry, it was a wonderful moment. People loved it, but yes, I remembered the poem. Do you still remember it? Can you, can you give us a little t taste? I remembered the poem and said it to the president. You, you mean now? I mean, is yes. it possible? I don't want to put you on the spot other than the fact that I do. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's actually, it's actually kind of a great poem for uh, the quarantine because it, it's, it's um, on the misty mountain Alone on a misty mountain, I come to a clearing, sunlight on green moss. I am not alone. So that's the poem. Oh. And it's Kung Shan Bu Jen Ren, Dan Wen Ren Ri Xiang, Fan Lin Ri Shi Lin, Fu Zhao. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> we rarely get Mandarin poetry in late night these days. Yes, but since one in five people on the face of the earth is Chinese, they will know now that I have just said something horrible, probably. But my ratings are going to really? be huge. It's an in international Beijing. incident. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. Let Them Lovely All Talk premieres Thursday on HBO Max, and The Prom is in select theaters and available to stream on Netflix this Friday. Meryl Streep, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 's and non-benders alike jump into the epic world of avatar with your favorite podcast avatar braving the elements hosted by me janet varney and me dante bosco each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode so come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to super fans to chat about all things avatar verse it's fire nation time book of fire let's go listen to avatar braving the elements wherever you get your podcasts